the Apostle Paul has a Thanksgiving table. The Thanksgiving table is not just a delight in tastes and aroma. The people, too, are a feast of varied tastes and expectations. Perhaps you know someone who sits at your Thanksgiving table with a soul as sweet as pumpkin pie. You just can't wait for them to come to the table. Pumpkin pie. Perhaps you know someone who sits at your Thanksgiving table who is just potatoes. I mean, what do you say about potatoes? They're just potatoes. But, but, but you can't live without potatoes, not at the Thanksgiving table. They're there with all their spreadsheets and, you know, library rates and things like that. But gratefully, there are people who just, they're, they're gravy. They're gravy, and a lot of times they're married to potatoes, and the gravies are just, they're the mercy, and the, they're, they're just, they just liven up the whole, whole thing. And then there are people who show up at your table who aren't to your taste. They are the pearled onions and cream sauce. You avoid them altogether. They sit at one end of the table and you at the other. But they're right next to they're right next to the squash casserole of your life, and you love squash casserole. You, you can't get enough squash casserole. But how do they sit right next to the pearled onions like they can't get enough of the pearled? How do they do that? There are some at your table who are as colorful as cranberry sauce, sweet and tart. You never know what they're going to say next. And then there are those at the table who are turkeys. They're just plain turkeys. But what's Thanksgiving without turkey? The Thanksgiving banquet needs us all. And that's Paul. Wanting the feast to be full. There's a table in the church in Thessaloniki. And Paul is far from the table. His work has called him elsewhere. He can't get a flight. Paul is worried about the table. He's worried that some people will go missing. And Paul knows you need all the ingredients at the Thanksgiving table. And worrying is a waste of time, but Paul is worrying, and his worrying, yes, is indeed in vain. For his friend Timothy made it to the gathering and brings Paul some good news. Paul, it was Thanksgiving. It was a Thanksgiving table. And on hearing the news, Paul pulled up a chair and joined the feast of thanksgiving, giving thanks to God for the people who are the body of Christ. Listen from 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, 9 through 13. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you face to face and restore whatever is lacking in your faith. Now may God, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints.
can we thank our God enough for you? I suppose it's true that there are always Thanksgiving leftovers. When you think about it, none of us can thank God enough for what we have in one another. We grace each other's lives in ways that we can take for granted, but if we pause and look and think and marvel at the power, the power of the life, well then, Thanksgiving. I don't know if your phone does this, but my phone will pop up a memory from time to time. Recently, it was a photograph from years ago of my mom and dad sitting in overstuffed uh, chairs in a November nursing home. They were holding hands, and they were sound asleep. I paused. I looked. And I marveled that somehow in the connection of two hands, somehow in that connection is my life. In that connection is my sister's life, in my brother's life. In those two people, eight grandchildren, ten great-grandchildren. And somehow in that connection, random memories. Thanksgiving. When I was in high school, my mom and dad would go over and visit our next-door neighbor because they could hear her crying. And I thought it was odd that I would remember that event. But that event left an impression on me that when you hear your neighbor in grief, you don't go out and buy triple insulated windows. You move towards the pain. You give your heart. Thanksgiving. There in those hands. It's interesting what pops up. I remember Dad conducting a wedding at the church. I remember this wedding because he called my mom frantic. No organist. No organist. My mom ran down to the church to play the organ. Now here's the thing. My mom doesn't know how to play an organ. Now here's the thing. My mom barely knows how to play piano. Now here's the thing. My mom barely knows how to read music. Now here's the thing. My mom forgot her eyeglasses in her rush to go down to play the piano, the organ, for this wedding. Now here's the thing. Let me just say, it was a complete disaster. For any bride and groom on earth, except for that couple that day. <laughs> who just thought it was perfect. It was mom and dad, bride and groom, a few people, family, in a big sanctuary. And I wonder, 
If they didn't say the vows, I will love you in off notes and right notes. But they took it all in stride. And my mom would tell this story over and over again, hardly getting through it without laughing, taking over. Thanksgiving. I remember the story in a photograph of two old people in a nursing home. Thanksgiving. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before God because of you? It's the awareness to pause and see and marvel. how people touch our lives. Imagine saying to someone, how can I thank God enough for you? For in return for all the joy that I feel before God because of you, that's the ingredient for thanksgiving, is it not? That we don't get caught up in Cyber Monday or getting to Christmas or book my flight without taking a Sabbath. Stopping and seeing the people in our lives who just, well, they remind us of a Savior. Thanksgiving, there are times in your life when people will see it in you. They will look at you and they won't be able to discern the difference between you and their Savior, their God. Every so often, you will look and act and sound just like Jesus. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It is power. It is the power of the eternal. It reverberates forever and ever. Listen to how you're celebrated at the Thanksgiving table. It came in the mail. They wrote, As victims of the devastating flood that hit our small Waverly town, we were overwhelmed by your kindness and hard work to hear to tear out our damaged home. While we were suffering from extreme exhaustion and total shock from the harrowing experience, the Lord sent your team to rescue us. Save The comfort of your prayers and shoulders to lean on gave us the strength we needed to forge ahead. You all may remember the wet Bible that sat on our porch to dry had the bookmark still inside, and it read, Nothing is going to happen today that the Lord can't handle. With that reminder, we are moving forward in the rebuild process. The new wiring is complete, drywall is hung, and we are beginning to paint now. Again, your hard work and loving kindness has touched our hearts. God's love abounds forever, forever grateful. Cindy and Dave Frazier. Forever grateful. 
forever, eternal, to pause, take a Sabbath, to look around and see the people. Well, you just, you can't thank God enough. Now, here's the thing. You may not have carted a soaking wet sofa to the curb. You may not have contributed a dollar to the cause. You may not have whispered a prayer. You may not have even known or remembered that the water rose in Waverly, Tennessee. But now you do. And no one is just a spectator. Look, I'm a spectator. When Duke beats Gonzaga, I am a spectator. When the Predators beat the Devils, I am a spectator. I am there in the comfort of my own home with a woohoo! Yes! That's my team. That's my church. Those are my people. You join a great crowd in giving thanks. It's Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving cannot be without you. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy that we feel before God because of you? And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all, just as we abound in love for you. And may he so strengthen your hearts in holiness that you may be blameless before our God, the Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all his saints. Amen.